The Playmakers Bar and Shit and Lights Out are proudly to be sponsored by. Fanatic. Fanatic is right now. Now that the record has been broken, there is LeBron James merch to be getting for the all-time scoring record in NBA history. Also, you can get your Fendi collection by Rihanna from Fanatics.com. You can shop now while the deal is out up to 70% off plus free shipping over orders over $24 using the promo code 24SHIP. That is 24 ship. Also, shooting lights are being brought to you by Liz.com as well. Liz has even more LeBron James merch to celebrate the King breaking the all-time scoring record in the NBA. And with Liz, you can get free shipping over $24 with the promo code BOLT24BOLT24. That is Liz and Fanatics.com. Get your merch. Get ready for the Super Bowl. Celebrate LeBron James. Now, Let's get ready for a special edition of Shooting Lights Out. <laughs> sound like sound like some Viking music, don't it? <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing today? I told y'all I was doing a special today, and you know, I'm happy to do this special today because even though I tried my best to talk to get my WNBA news out there, my women's college basketball out there, I have not been doing a really good job of it. You know, there's so many things going on in the basketball world trying to fit everything as a one-person band doesn't work all the way. But today is a special day because we're going to talk WNBA. We're going to talk women's college basketball this entire show. And to let you know, my first ever guest on Shooting Lights Out blows everything that needs to be known for women's basketball. She is the queen of hoops. She represents 806, and she is part of Sideline Sports with her own show. Well, she got like three shows on there. But one of the most main ones, The Sip Off, which I have been a guest on on numerous occasions. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Megan Price. Hello, how are you? I am good. Thank you for being the first ever guest on this. Of course. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you said you want to talk women's basketball, so of course I'm here. I'm ready. And look, y'all can listen to this on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. The playback will be put on the website. So it's going to be a fun show because I got to admit, despite what's going on, first and foremost, shout out to LeBron James for breaking the all-time scoring record. I'm not broke it yesterday, but I want to give him congratulations. Hmm. But to be honest, the women have been making headlines more often than right. normally. And to begin... Let's start in the WNBA because free agency 
Woo, boy, free agency was crazy. Beginning with the free agency, as you can see, the New York Liberty. My New York Liberty. I can be a proud Liberty friend for once. (laughs) And most people probably look at how did I come about? How long have you, how long have you been a, a Liberty fan? Just now or for a while? I think this going already back to 2000. Okay, okay. This is going already Love back to 2000. I mean, I was with the Liberty when, when they was on it, when people thought they was on their way in the early 2000s, but never, right, yeah. never got through. They either ran to the LA Sparks. Right. Or the Comets. It was tough. Um, I'm, I'm happy for the Liberty fans, especially, um, you know, it's been a while since they have been relevant and I knew whenever they got Sabrina, they were on the right track. They already, um, they have some other pieces, like even last season that were really good. Um, that Nigel Laney, keep an eye out for her. And I was really surprised that they were able to hold on to her during free agency. And as they were able to do these trades to land Brianna Stewart, to land Courtney Vandersloot, um, that's huge. And so obviously, you know, I Courtney, I can imagine, probably took a veteran minimum. Um, maybe she didn't want to carry the load this season. She, I do think that we will see her and Sabrina on the court at the same time, even though they play the same position. I think either one of them is able to transition over to the two. And I love a strong two-guard system. So I think we will definitely see that out of New York. Like I said, it's been a while for New York. They, um, I'm happy you for them. You put up like, a stat on the sports arena that I didn't, even, I didn't even think about. What's that? New York is the, on, is the only original WBA team that has never won a championship. I'm like, right, I yeah. didn't think about that. So as you see, New York <laughs> and the Vegas Aces because the defending champs, they right. are not resting on their morals at all. Oh my God. Look at this picture. Good gracious. <laughs> right. Love they are, they, they're actually in trouble or being investigated right now for something with the cap, um, collusion with the cap. So we'll see how that turns out. Hey. Um, obviously, they're also under investigation from the Players Association for what happened with Dierica Hamby. She was traded to the Sparks. Um, she says that her claim on things was that she was discriminated against because she's pregnant. And I mean, but also your best avail- your best asset is your availability. And so she may not be available this season. She says that she will. Um, she was with the aces for eight years. So um, this was, this was a tough move. Um, but when I heard they got Candace, I was like, Oh, okay. So I knew what, I knew what they were doing. You know, I mean, if you have the chance to go for Candace, um, even if it's in her last couple of seasons, I think you'd go for it. So, um, you know, hopefully, I heard hopefully they're not dead. As far as going down, like, yeah, Becky Hammond ain't playing around. She ain't playing. No, 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 no she's not. She, yeah, she, I love Becky Hammond. Oh my God, I love Becky Hammond. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, Man, I thought they were a super team before they got Candace. So. Do you see this started with just the starting lineup here? <laughs> right. That is Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, Chelsea Gray, Candace Parker, and Asia Wilson. Right. Even, I mean, that's, take, that's even what... before they got Candace Parker, no four by themselves was like ridiculous to deal with. Right. Um, and then they also, who else did they get? They got um, Alicia Clark from Y'all the Mystics as well. Oh, okay, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh so uh, 
Alicia is a like a hundred and twenty thousand dollar tier type of player. Um, the the max that you can make, I think, right now is two eighty. So um, you know that's somebody that is going to be a starter. So I'm interested to see how they are able to work those lineups. But I mean, if anybody is able to do that type to do that, I think Becky is the one to you know figure out those rotations. But um, you know, some people gonna have to come off the bench. It's just what it is. But I think Candace is probably going to miss some games as well. She missed some last year. We know she's super busy. So, um, you know, whether Speaking of which, shout, shout out to Candace Parker, who's going to be on the call for the NBA All-Star game, making history. Right. She's the first the first woman to be able to do that, to call a game at the, the All-Star game. And so, you know, a huge shout out to that. Love the representation. So, look, Vegas is not playing. They are nest. They're not resting on uh, one championship. <laughs> no, they say, we I want think, more. I think Becky, I think the W is going to be a stepping stone for her, even though, you know, even though it's coming home for her, I think we will absolutely see her as a head coach in the NBA. So, you know, whether it's at the end of her five-year contract or she sticks around a little bit longer than that, uh, you know, as a Spur fan, I still hope that she comes and takes the reins from Pop at some point. That's what's going on. But back to the East Coast with the Liberty. Right, right. They started off with this. The Jaquel um, Jones trade that came out right. of nowhere. Right. I did I did not expect that from John Quill Jones. But you know, whenever we heard the news uh after the finals that Kurt Miller was going to the Sparks, I thought I wasn't too surprised. I had to kind of go back and think about it. And I was like, well, their coach quit on them. So maybe they don't want to be there anymore. Did you, did anybody even know that she was up for trading? I mean, I know everybody can be trading in your time or whatnot. Because no, I had no idea. This wasn't on my radar at all. I mean, John Craig Jones get there. And yo, Dallas Wayne was involved in the trade as well. Right, you know? right, right. So, um, Connecticut received Kayla Thornton um, or New York received Kayla Thornton and y'all are going to love her um, while Arike was injured last year Kayla filled in and she did great so I think that she's somebody that's going to add to being young because they ended up giving us uh, Natasha Howard in exchange for her as well and um, Natasha I'm so excited to have her a part of the team she is somebody she's a three-time championship she is there have been moments when I hope that Arike would take a step forward in her leadership. And I think this is somebody can, that can show her how to do that. So um, just that championship pedigree, I'm so excited to have Natasha Howard. Now, Crystal, um, you know, she's had it tough since she came in. Like her rookie season was awesome, uh, but she's now on her fourth team in three seasons. So my opinion, the way things go in Dallas, you are going to have to produce or you're going to get cut. That should be Just something to look is. forward. That should be something to look forward to. And then, as you right. brought up earlier, Brianna Stewart. Right, insane. Um, we kind of knew this was. We knew this was there. Um, we heard about this last year during free agency, and Brianna signed a one-year deal. Um, and it was either. There, there were two possibilities there. It was either that she was doing that to kind of help the cap and then take her max deal this year because last year they tagged Jewel and they played, they paid Jewel Lloyd. Um, or she was just going to be there for Sue's last year and then she was probably going to move on from Seattle. Turns out, you know, those were the two that she narrowed it down to. She visited four teams and she narrowed it down to Seattle and then New York. And, I, you know, she spent some time thinking about it. 
She didn't immediately do it um, as soon as as free agency hit. It wasn't right then. It was the next day. So um, I thought that was pretty telling that she really thought about staying in Seattle. But New York is home for her. So I don't necessarily blame her for wanting to go to a place where, one, it's home. She's a mom now. You know, being around family is a little different when you become a mom. Yeah, so around this time, Vegas already made their moves. Everybody already like, go ahead, give them the right. tweet now. Go ahead, give them. They are, it is added <laughs> Candace Parker, and they still got they starting to line up. Like, yeah, go ahead, right. give them the trophy. Now, all of a sudden, Carl Jones trade happened, and Brianna still says she's coming to the Big Apple. And it's like, right. wait a minute. Hold up now. Things right. might be getting a little interesting over here now. Maybe Vegas right. might not take it the whole thing because New York over here making moves. Brianna right. Stewart, you talking about. She's just a pure champion. You can go back to her UConn. She didn't lose. She won all four years at UConn. All four of them, right? Yeah. Not she, even Diana Taurasi did that. Winner. Right. Right. Okay. When you look at the grades of UConn, Diana Taurasi, Mario Moore, Sue Bird, Rebecca, they never won the whole time they was there. She right. won uh, every year she was there. Mm-hmm. And then she goes yeah, to that's... Seattle, get drafted by the Storm with Sue Bird, continues on winning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a pure champion. She is, um, and she's so fun to watch. Um, I was a little concerned, um, not this past season, but the se- season before that, uh, the twenty-one season. She, you know, she got injured right before the playoffs, and then you know they did go to the playoffs, but they didn't make a deep playoff run. And I was a little concerned because it was her foot, and Brand- Stewie's not small; she's six four. Um, and you know, we all know how it goes with big people and foot injuries. So, um, you know, it was, it was concerning, but, uh, you know, she came back last season she balled out. She was definitely in the conversation for MVP and she was in the top three for the scoring championship as well. So, um, I, Brianna's fine. And what I think a huge deciding factor in this was, not only like being able to go back home, but the coaching situation. Now, Noelle is as nice as she can be, but there are moments when she looks like a deer in headlights on the sidelines. And I just don't know if she was quite ready for the head coaching position, even though she knew the team, like she was an assistant there, but um, I just don't think she was ready for it. Now on the other side of things with New York, you got Sandy Brondello. You got that championship pedigree coming from the Mercury, who obviously moved on from Sandy way too soon, in my opinion. Um, and you're stuck with Vanessa Nygaard. Good luck. Now, before I get on to what else the Liberty did, because there is another thing the Liberty did. When you look at you looking at two MVPs surrounding Sabrina Anescu. Two MVPs. You you end up in right. What? What is that? Right, what yeah. this picture? Yeah, this definitely. picture alone, when I didn't get to the other edition, what did this picture alone tell you? Right, yeah. I mean, that definitely looks like, I mean, obviously, super team is what comes to mind. Big three is what comes to mind. But um, beside that, you know, I think that we see, we see what Sabrina is worth. Now, she's your top-selling jersey of the last two seasons, I believe. So, um, you know, we like to call her Lady Mamba. Um, there's a couple of them out there. You know, Jewel, she's the gold mamba too. Um, DT, they call the white mamba. But uh, with Sabrina, we know she, that he, she actually trained with Kobe. And so, you know, I think she delivers. She's already, last season was tied for the most triple doubles. And it was, what, season two? So the, the sky's the limit. 
So, and then, and when you thought the Liberty were done, there wasn't. Right, yeah. Because why not for that? <laughs> Miss Courtney, this, this was insane for me. I um, now we knew we knew it was a possibility. Like uh, we we've been hearing for a while. Um, one Chicago messed up her contract last season. It was almost time to report to camp, and she still hadn't signed her contract. So um, that wasn't on her. That was on Chicago, and so I think that's part of the reason they are in the situation that they're in going into this season. Um, but Courtney plays the same position as Sabrina. And so I just didn't know if Courtney was ready to come off the bench because there's going to be some games that she comes off the bench. And that feels really weird to say that Vandersloot is going to come off the bench. But, you know, this is year 14 for Courtney. And maybe she just didn't want to carry the load. And I mean, at that point in my career, I can understand it because the difference about the WNBA and the NBA as far as age wise is you can't go play for in the uh, in the WNBA unless you're 22. Like you have to play four years of eligibility with college. And then if you're international, you can be drafted at 20, but you can't play until you're 21. So the ladies are older by the time they're in year 14 compared to the men usually. So basically you're saying the ladies are more seasoned than the men. Yeah. I mean, and that's uh, it reflects on the NCAA, in my opinion, and their greed. They want the ladies as long as they can have them so they can make money off of them. I think it reflects the NBA, the men's side, too. Mm, right. That, too. There's still in there. Hey, 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 we tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Right. <laughs> Definitely. The, the men need to take some shots, too. I'm just saying. Because y'all let y'all let, let a lot of these uh, uh, everybody can't beat Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and the White House. Right, right. Some right. guys. I mean, but I think I think if I think if you're able to play professionally, like I mean, it's it's on you. I think you should do it like baseball. If you decide after high school that you want to go pro, it's on you. You know what I mean? If you go pro and it's not successful, it's on you. But if you go to college, I think you should have to play four years. That's I and mean, that's how baseball does it. I like that one. I usually don't like stuff with baseball, dude, but I like that one. Mm-hmm, I do. do some because a lot of time, like, y'all need to go and take some college courses and learn <laughs> some that. People, learn how. No, some people need some experience, need that college experience. And, you know, I, I definitely recommend it for those that it's right for. But there's some, like when I was watching Zion on the, in the McDonald's game, I was just like, that is a man amongst boys like there was no reason that he should have had to gone to duke he could have played professionally right off the bat as you see here um the la sports decided to join the free agency landscape as well right right um i you know the jasmine thomas pickup i thought was huge she tore her acl in the first part of the season last year but she was a top draft pick last year so um i think she's incredibly talented she is I'm glad Derek Fisher's not there anymore, but I'm not a huge Kurt Miller fan. So I, I just hope that she's able to play at her best. I hope she does not rush back. That did say John because they weren't done. Right. Oh, yeah. Now, if is ready to play, that's huge. Um, she And she says that she will be ready to play. So, um, you know, I, I, I mean, obviously she's not super tall. I think she's six three or six four so i mean she's not super tall but she's fast 
and um, she plays with a lot of heart. I, I think that LA could be an issue. I think they're maybe a piece or two away from really being a contender. But um, I mean, I, they have some good pieces. Yeah, because I was like, they were they were not done still. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was I, I like this pickup for them. Um, I know I knew Seattle was going to kind of go through some going growing pains this season, but with Kurt there, you know, um, he's going to make some deals happen. So you know, he definitely showed out during free agency the best he could. And this is interesting. It's like. It looks like Seattle, the times of Seattle and Chicago being up and riding is coming back down to to the middle right. of the pack. They losing a lot of key players. They did, um, but you know what? I there was a pickup that Chicago had, and I don't know if you're um, ready to go there yet or not. But the probably not. But I, I, I know you. I think I got that ready. Ain't this okay, one yeah, the, But they, as far as we're not done, because they we have reuniting in L.A. Oh yeah, no. I'm and, and this is. This is what was going to make L.A., make or break L.A. Um, if the Aguma K sisters, you know, they're a package deal. So, um, I mean, if you get NECA to sign, then, you know, Shanae's going to be right there. But that is that is a deal breaker. Um, if they didn't have the Aguma K sisters, I didn't see any future for L.A. It didn't matter who they picked up. Um, NECA last year was also in the running for the scoring title. Um, doesn't matter that she's year 13. Um, she, I mean, and then you're looking at the president and the vice president of the Players Association, and which is also now Dierica Hamby's team. So I felt like maybe that was the right place for her to go. Shout out to Janae. She's doing her thing covering the NBA. Just like oh, the yeah. I love watching Janae. But Janae back in L.A., I was like, oh. Oh, okay. LA trying to get you didn't back like into it? the picture. Now it's like LA trying to get back into the picture. Okay. Mm-hmm, for sure. For sure. I, I see. Um, if it had been Derek Fisher, I don't think the job would have gotten done. Hey, I told y'all, free agency and WNBA was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I mean, I have every now and then, you know, through the years, I'll check in with the WNBA. Like, okay, it is. This year, I was like, oh, no, oh, this is good. Oh, man, you got to keep an eye out for the draft, too. The draft is going to be huge. This year, I'm looking for next year's draft when I look at Boston. Is a bit I mean, no, but both of them, both of them are loaded. And then, Next year's uh, going to be bigger, but yeah. Oh, yeah, this one broke my heart. <laughs> this is my favorite player south. in the league. Yeah, this is my favorite player in the league. Um, I, I loved watching her on the three on three. She won gold in team USA on the three on three. Um, I have a picture of her shoving her elbow into the Japanese player's throat, um, because in three on three, there are no fouls. Um, I think three on three really helped elevate her game. She's a strong defensive player. Um, she is a six foot, I think she's a wing player. Um, she is going to add to what they have going on. You got Ryan Howard over there, which she was everything. All the hype was true when it came to Ryan Howard. Then you got Naz Hillman um, from Michigan, which she still has some development. To, that was no, to no go question through. for me when it comes to Howard. I, I watched them lead Kentucky oh, to the yeah. SEC title over South Carolina. I was like, this girl is off the chain. Oh, yeah. No, she definitely is. I'm, I mean, she was everything that they could have hoped for. And then um, they got Cheyenne Parker over there too. Then you throw Alicia Gray in the mix and then they got Ari McDonald at the point. Um, they got a squad. I Do I think they're missing a couple of pieces? Yeah, but I think they have a great coach too. 
I think, uh, you know, this is going to be year two for their coach. And I was highly impressed last season. That was going to be my question. Does age pay a factor with this team? Because this team is relatively young. It is very young. Um, Cheyenne is a little more seasoned. Um, but I, I expect big things out of Atlanta. They're, they're making the playoffs. Atlanta in the playoffs. I think so. Realistic, because they, they make not high, the not a high seed, not a high seed. I think like you know, at best six, but anywhere from the six or the eight, yeah, definitely. All right. Look, y'all better Howard. <laughs> if I had to compare, Howard reminds me of Kobe. Oh man, because she her, she goes she goes for your throat. She don't care. For sure. Yeah, I mean, she's the definition of a, shoot, a true shooting guard. You know, um, she's lights out with the shot for sure. But Atlanta, y'all, y'all brewing something down up there in the ATL. Y'all brewing something. Y'all might want to pay attention. Right, definitely. I mean, and as but you know what Dallas got in return for this, right? Oh, that, Dallas, Dallas is on here. I gotta remember what okay. I don't remember what number slide is, but Dallas made it. Okay. On here. I couldn't okay. Dallas. All right. She all did right. go to the misses. I was like, hmm, okay. So. Um, the Mystics needed to do something. We know that uh, Deladon, Natasha Cloud, um, and then Ariel are also all on their last year of their contract. And so they needed to do something, especially losing Alicia Clark, which she didn't play a ton last season. She was injured, but she is impactful when she's on the court. Um, and so this pickup was really big for them. I think they needed some grit, and that's what you got right here. This was a good pickup. Yeah. For sure. I'm pretty sure the Mrs. wanna wanted to make up for that. Even though it was Sue Bird's last, you know, flat, you know, hurrah tour. Right. That was that had to be a nasty taste in the Mrs. mouth. Cause they got blown out the, they got blown out of Seattle. They did. Um, you know, they the first game they played well, but they didn't win. Um, and then that second game, like you said, it was it was a blowout. So I, I thought that that series being that it was the four and the five series, I thought that was going to be the one of the best series that we saw out of the playoffs, and it ended up not being that. See how the Just happens like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now this had me thinking about about the misses. Like, okay, I see what y'all are doing because now, right? Y'all really, y'all really feeling that loss. Y'all say we need some more help. For Elena Deladon, you're getting her help. You got you a nice scrappy player. Right. Now, Brittany Skies. She, when I watch her, I look at her and I'm like, she can do it all, but it's something missing. And I can't figure out uh, what it is, but something's missing. Health has been an issue. I know that. Now, but I, I, you're going to have that with somebody who plays defense because they're not afraid to get injured. And so I think that's what you get with Brittany. Yeah. You did bring up the sky earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this was a big pickup for them. Uh, Former wing player, um, Izzy Harrison. She wants, speaking of a defensive player, she plays defense. Now, um, she's going to play your center power forward position. But she is, she's not very tall. So I, six, three, six, four at best. 
Um, she now she did win defensive player of the year in um, athletes unlimited last season. Um, and that was the inaugural season, but it was, it was really exciting to watch. Um, she had some issues with our coach, Vicki Johnson. And so we parted ways with Vicki Johnson almost immediately after we were put out of the playoffs. And it, for me, it was surprising, but come to find out there was some locker room drama. Uh, she just wasn't getting along with the players and Izzy being one of them. Uh, we have Tiara McCowan, who is a true center, but she's slow. And so there's certain times when, you know, you need a, a big lineup and you need a small lineup. And so we would run with Izzy in the small lineup and we would get beat all the time. So until Tierra kind of started finding her groove, like the last month of the season, it took a little while. So, um, you know, Izzy was mad about her minutes, I believe. And I, I can't say that I don't blame her. Now, as I'm looking, trying to make sure that I get all my slides I did, and I am missing my slides, which is unfortunate. But oh, so why I say why I do this is let's let's talk about your Dallas Winter real quick before I continue on. Okay. Y'all made some that trade getting Crystal Dangerville and whatnot. Y'all also made another move too that you want to talk about. What was that? Oh, uh, the the pick the draft pick that we got. Yeah. So. Okay. So in exchange for Alicia Gray, which we just put up right here that she went to ATL. So we ended up getting ATL's um, first round pick this season um, in this draft, which means we get the number three pick. Um, praying and hoping that Haley Jones from Stanford falls to the number three. Um, she's either going to go number two or number three. Um, it looks like it's, you know, I, everyone thinks Aaliyah is going to go number one. I, I think that's pretty much a guarantee. Um, Angel Reese is not draft eligible this year. So I, I've heard some people say, oh, well, what about Angel? She might be player of the year. Well, she can be national player of the year, but she's not draft eligible. So I still think Aaliyah goes number one. Then you got Diamond Miller, and then you have Haley Jones. And so Haley Jones and Diamond Haley Miller Jones, are right. – I am a huge Haley Jones fan. I love her. So um, I think that while I'm sad to see Lish go, um, I thought she was great with the wings. Um, I think Haley Jones can do the exact same job and fill the same role just as well. Um, but she's probably going to be a generational talent. And so this is somebody that we're going to see in the league for a long time, you know, barring injury. <laughs> But she, you know, she, and she can come in on a rookie contract and do that. So I uh, really hope that she falls to number three. I mean, I know she probably wants to go number two, but, oh, man, I hope she's a wing. Yeah. Now, as I looked at the slide, now the next slide here, I know for a fact, because I, I, mean, I was listening to you and Eric. Shout out to Eric Wilson. Hmm. Y'all brought this young lady up and it disappointed y'all because she's decided to say, I'm stepping away for the year. Oh, yeah. Um, so I really thought she was done. I thought she was going to retire. Um, you know, this is Courtney Vandersloot's wife. Uh, we call them the Vanderquigs. And she is one of the hearts and souls and veterans of the Chicago sky. And not, I mean, not only being with the sky, but also she grew up in Chicago. So, uh, you know, just really a hometown girl. And... I, I'm sure, in my opinion, it's time to hang it up. I thought, you know, if Courtney, which we heard that she was going to be a free agent and that she was, there was 
chance of her leaving Chicago. In my opinion, the only way Chicago uh, Courtney leaves Chicago is if Allie's not playing. Well, it turns out Allie's not playing, but she's sitting out, which I think is strange. It's been a crazy free agency in the WNBA. I mean, she's accomplished so much. Like she is, she has the most um, three-point contest victories out of men or women. Like she holds the record. Like she's accomplished so much. I don't know what else she needs at this point. Yeah, it's, it's, maybe another it's, championship. This all season has been ridiculous, and I've been trying to keep up with everything. But we, everybody already know these two teams right here got all the spotlight. <laughs> Right, for sure. Because um, like if they could tie for first. Because <laughs> this right here? If you could, good Lord. Yeah, no, both very dangerous teams. And both of them, you're showing starters. Both of them have very deep benches as well. Oh, um, on the New York. And, and plus, Didi, happy birthday, by the way. Oh, it's Didi's birthday. I, I'm a huge Didi Richards fan too. Um, she is, she went to Baylor, which I'm not a fan of Baylor. But if you don't know Didi's story, she, um, she had a massive injury, like, and it was, it was like some spinal damage. And she like had to reteach herself how to walk in her senior year at Baylor. So I've been a fan since then, because when you, when you see that type of fight in somebody and they're able to come back 100%, I mean, that's just insane to me. And then even in her first year last year, because it was her rookie season last year, like you don't really expect the rookies to do a whole lot because there's only 144 roster spots in the WNBA. And I mean, you, you can see the talent. It's hard. It's hard to compete. But she made a difference. Like there, she's a great three-point shooter, and I'm excited to see what she can do. Look. Oh, and they got Michaela on the way Y'all already heard me. Too, so. I already had these two as my WNBA finals. I already said it. And now you know. <laughs> I, think know I, I usually, it. I'm usually the type that doesn't throw that out there right off the bat. I usually do my due diligence and wait to that point in time to make my. Nah. Because uh-uh. <laughs> I would say this. Because I was, you know, we're trying to be with different people as I'm trying to expand my audience here. To me, what the New York Liberty are doing, it feels like the LA Rams. Mm. They are going all in. <clears throat> right. I'm just like, and it was with part of the reason why I signed because I know how they, I know how that season ended for my Rams with the Super right. Championship. I'm like, they are going for it. I'm like, I love it. No, I love it. I think um, I think it's one. We need an answer to the aces. We needed an, an answer to the aces before they got Alicia Clark and CP3. Um, but for New York, New York, like finally y'all are back in contention. Like it's one of the original teams. They were never able to get a championship because they always ran across the sparks or the comments, and that's so tough. Like because they had great teams. Like Becky Hammond was a part of that team. Vicky Johnson was a part of those teams. Uh, Rebecca Lobo, like y'all had some amazing players. And on Stewie's side of things, like how cool to be playing in Barclays Center. Like don't get me wrong, Seattle is a brand new stadium, and they are a basketball town. And I think the absence of the Sonics benefited the Storm. Uh, people just wanted to watch basketball, so they, you know, they went and watched the W. But uh, to play in Barclays Center, I mean, it's dope. Yep. Yeah. Now, 
We're going to take a break because I'm not, we're not done talking women's basketball. I got to go to the college side. Especially what, right. this, especially what happened this past weekend. I definitely got to uh, go it, it got chippy. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some women's college basketball. Okay. Fans across the nation, grand fans across the world, the playmaker down there silence here, and you have turned into Ramley Talk. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup said, the GOAT is not getting his ball back. We are ending this right here, right now. And Matthew Stafford did it. Somebody explain to me, why does this keep happening with the San Francisco 49ers? You can't stop Debo Sam for whatever reason. You made Jimmy G look like a damn good quarterback. And then the offensive line and defensive line getting their ass whooped by the other ones. Somebody explain this to me. Please. Baker Mayfield was just a walk-through practice into his tenure with the Rams, and he's out there throwing game-winning touchdowns. Just like in the San Francisco game, Aaron Donald gets to Joe Burrow. Burrow tries to get rid of it. It falls, it falls wide and short of Samaje P. Ryan. Turnover on down. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and whatever else that you listen to Ramble Talk on. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Let me say that one more time, because you know it's true. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Dak Prescott is overrated and he shouldn't be paid. Okay? And the same thing with Pollard. I mean, Pollard bro- breaking the tackles at that 57-yard touchdown run. I mean, we needed that beautiful. big time. 33 points in the fourth quarter. Let me say that again. 33 points in the fourth quarter. And that's off of four turnovers committed by the Colts. See, at one point, and the fact that at the end of the third quarter, it was 21-19, to and the final score was 54-19? to Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that is completely unexpected. Cowboys Talk is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shooting Lights Out with my special guest, the queen of who's Megan Price. Those are two other shows that are part of the Playmakers blog. Me covering Rams as I do the best as I can. And then you have the Cowboys covered by my good buddy, the Bearman Alexander. So I, I did it because I know you're a Cowboy fan. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, he threw my boy Dak under the bus, though. <laughs> I mean, that is helping. Yeah, no, you ain't lying. <laughs> I mean, Dak is helping me I with this, mean- I mean. Yeah, not those interceptions. It's when right. I say we tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, that is good and bad. <laughs> I, I dig it. I try to be as unbiased as possible. It's hard with the Cowboys, but, um, you know, I try to be realistic. So we got the WNBA out the way. Now yeah. we got to go to the college rankings here because I got to admit, college basketball, the women, are, they are putting on the show. They are really oh, good sure. on college basketball. So I got to begin by recapping last weekend. Look at this. We had Utah in a close fight against Oregon State. Very, 
Utah survives on the road. I gotta admit, this season road games is not it's not going well for top ranked teams. Right, yeah. Um, and very unexpected some of these losses, especially that UNC loss for me. Um, now don't get me wrong, Louisville is a team that made the final four last last year. So I, I'm not surprised that they're able to hand out losses, but I had UNC pegged to be a little bit better than that. And Louisville has been struggling this, this season. And, but you know, Haley Van Lith is there. Uh, she's, she's a baller. She's already played on the three on three team USA also. And I watched that Louisville North Carolina game. Mm-hmm. Well, I was switching and back and forth between it and UConn. See, I ain't have to do that. I have multiple TVs. Which is <laughs> but I saw. I, I was looking at the game. I'm, I'm like, this, it was a better runs in this game. Because North Carolina will get on the run, they'll take the lead. Louisville get on the run, they'll take it. was a battle of runs back and forth. And so finally, North, to me, North Carolina just couldn't, they just couldn't hit no more. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't get the shots that they wanted anymore. Yeah, it seemed like they ran out of gas, you know. Um, I do think that they are a tough team. They came into the season a, a little higher ranked than that uh, because of they made a deep um, – tournament run last season but um you know this is that time of year you know it's the last eight nine games of the regular season then you have your conference tournaments and then you have the big tournament so you know the the next nine weeks are insane for these college players and this is not a time to be dropping a big game like that to an unranked team like we I was looking at the rankings just a second ago. Like, um, I think we have two lost teams all the way to number seven. So, like, you can't lose many games. And I expect show, to be- I'll be showing you the rankings in a bit. I think okay. I, <laughs> I will say this, though, before I move to my last slide. Baylor and Louisville not ranked. I have to question what is going on with the two programs. Because these are mm. two teams that I know to be ranked and to have good seasons. I'm seeing Baylor, Baylor with six losses, and I'm seeing Louis. I'm not saying Baylor with six losses, and I'm seeing Louisville with eight losses. I'm it makes me wonder what is going on with my two programs. I'm used to seeing them two somewhere in the middle to the top range of of the college basketball rankings. Well, Baylor is understandable. Um, Kim Mulkey is now at LSU, and this is her second season. So um, Baylor, I I kind of get. Louisville was a shock to me, uh, but you know what? They lost Emily Inksler in the draft to the Indiana Fever, and I think maybe she played more of a role than than what we thought. That's a good point. Next slide takes us to the game of the season. Now, for those of you game, some of you have charming. That said, it was South Carolina going to Stanford as the game of the season. Y'all just looking at rankings. When I say, when I call this the game of the season, the home team is UConn. Right. Anytime you see UConn women on the program, people are going to watch because it's Gino Irma. It's how many chances right. we talking about since he's been at UConn? Okay. Um, I want to say, man, I don't want to be wrong, but I want to say it's eight or nine, maybe he, double he digits. A, this man has been winning titles since 2000. Right. From Diana Taurasi to Sue Bird. To Maya Moore. <laughs> I mean, Brianna Stewart. We can keep going. This man is a winning championship. So you got one of the best 
in the business in UConn, hosting, who are currently shaping their own dynasty right now with Don Staley and the South Carolina Gamecocks. This game was all what everybody wanted to see and more. Right. South Carolina. Uh, you know, UConn came in strong, um, and I wasn't too surprised by that. They are the they were the home team. Um, I mean, and it was just chippy as it could be. They were handing out fouls early. Aaliyah Boston was double and triple teamed the entire game. Um, it was, I mean, just an extremely physical game. Um, but I knew at halftime, you know, you got to look at it and, and kind of think logically and know that UConn's two best players are on the bench. So uh, eventually, yeah, Elf was going to play an issue. Can I can I scare y'all for next season? Because oh man, some some of y'all seen the post. Imagine UConn if Pace buckets and Flood was not injured. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. but Elisa Edwards has talk. really stepped up. Yes. It is scary, but. Like Edwards, she's really stepped up this season in those injuries, and she's definitely their top player at the moment. So, you know, definitely don't want to downplay her success because she's earned it and she works for it every time she gets on that court. Um, we have since heard that, you know, well, we knew how upset Gino was. He threw a water bottle onto the court. <laughs> he was he, he was a little upset. Um, he said that his girls were bruised oh. up and that there were a lot of a lot of calls didn't go his way, but I mean, one oh, you're at home, buddy. I, no, I, I, I got that article. Oh, oh, I got that article. Sure. Oh yeah, he was now, upset. He was like, "This is not basketball." But it wasn't you, Kanzalea, who put the nail in the coffin in this one. It was South Carolina's Aaliyah. because right. in the second half she decided. I'm taking over a double team or not. Right, yeah. I mean, there's a number, there's a number, there's a reason why she's going to be the number one draft pick, you know. Um, and I don't see Indiana trading that pick. Uh, she's going to be an Indiana Fever player. And I, I'm excited for her because, you know, while they are have been the worst team the last couple of seasons, they have Destiny Henderson, which is a former teammate of Aaliyah's. They got Emily Inksler. Um, and they have a few other pickups over there. They got Vivians, who is tough. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of expect Indiana to make some noise. Now, I, I'm not sold on their coach just yet. We shall see. As you can see, Duke went down to South Bend and gave the Notre Dame Fighting Irish an understatement. And that was a huge, huge game, too. But they had a couple of players that were injured. Notre Dame did. So, uh, once again, health plays a role. And then the shocker, number Ooh, two goes down. This one. I didn't expect this. You know, I like Stanford. Um, they are just brimming over the edge with talent. And and this is a shocker. But you know what? It doesn't really – I mean, it matters. Of course, regular season matters because of seeding and momentum. But if this is one of those games that they learn from and you get your loss out of the way now compared to in March – then it's much better to lose now, but use it as a building block and you come in fierce every game from now on. Well, one thing you want to get rid of a loss right about now is Ohio State because they got destroyed. <laughs> they did, and, destroyed. and their loss, um, their most recent loss, knocked them down so much further than they were. So um, I, I had suspicions that they were just 
probably peaking a little early. And Virginia Tech got a good war win in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, the NC State Wolfpack. Uh, NC State's another team I'm looking at trying right. to figure out what's going on with them because they was up there. Well, they they had some seniors graduate. Kai Crutchfield graduated, and, um, and crazily enough, she didn't get drafted. So um, I'm not exactly sure what she's doing now, but she has a degree also. So she has other things that she was going to do in her life besides basketball. But they had, I want to say they had two or three seniors graduate last year. That's that. And what took place over the past weekend led to these rankings because, as you know, South Carolina number one. Right. Number two, Indiana. When is the last time you seen Indiana oh, yeah. rank this high? Uh, at least a decade, and then, I want to say. Uh, number three, the surprise of the season. LSU 23 and 0. Right. Um, now they, um, okay, so them and South Carolina are the last undefeated teams. Now Georgia did did give LSU a run for their money last week. And it went to overtime. Uh, Georgia just ran out of gas in the overtime. So LSU was able to dominate that. I have an opinion about the LSU schedule. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Angel Reese fan. I, I mean, she's so fun to watch. But um they haven't really played anybody, and the toughest team they've played has been Georgia. Now, February 12th, they play South Carolina, and I think that's going to be a good this measuring weekend? stick. Super Bowl weekend? Ooh. The 12th. Oh, mm -hmm. no. Ugh. That might yep, be the game 12th. I need to watch before Super Bowl. Ooh. Right, exactly. Somebody got to lose. <laughs> right, somebody exactly. Gotta, somebody somebody got to lose. Somebody got to take this out. Right. I'm sorry. And, <laughs> you know, as you look at the rankings, you come for Caitlin Clark. Okay, so Iowa. Um, now, they they have been able to integrate their other pieces more, or, or they've been able to stand up, um, you know, stand up and do a little more than what they have been doing. So while Iowa, we knew, was going to – be a factor in the tournament is starting to look like their regular season they're going to be real serious too all right and then continue on from 11 to 25 as you can see virginia tech michigan ohio state north carolina that's a that's a, that's a tough drop now my carolina. tech my texas ladies at 20 um we've had a tough season we have had, got hit with injuries and um we had a really big scare in the baylor game um, Rory Harmon, our point guard, went out in the third quarter and didn't come back, and it was really scary. We thought maybe a knee injury. Now she started the season injured as well, so she missed the first three or four games. And so we went into the season preseason ranked number two, and so obviously expectations were really high. And then Aaliyah Moore tore ACL. Um, like I said, Rory Harmon was injured for the first few games. And so, you know, we had, we had to go through some, some tribulations, but come tournament time, like I said before, like, you know, we might have six losses on our record. And even if we get to eight or nine losses, I still think we're dangerous come tournament time. So I, I hate to ask this question because it's going to pain me to say this, but talk to me about Florida State. Oh, Florida State. Um, I, I did not see. Serious. I didn't yeah, see Florida State being 20 and 25. No, no, no. I, I, I don't know if they're overachieving um, or if we just weren't paying attention to them. Um, I, I'm just as surprised as you, to be honest. 
Because I'm looking for some of my gators to be doing something this year. And honestly, something's going on down in Gainesville. Right. I think I need to go investigate why my ladies are not playing to the standard that I, they played it last year. Right. It started off good. Yeah, last. We yeah. started the season off real good. I was like, oh, we come. Injuries, injuries, I think, you know, and I mean, that's just a factor of any sport, any team. It happens. You have years where you just get incredibly injured and you got to adjust. Um, UConn, even though they're at number five, they're really injured too. Yeah, but I needed my latest though because I can't trust my men. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, man. it's been yeah. it's been a while since the Florida Gators were good. And we ain't gonna talk about football season, so <laughs> I need something to hold on to. And I thought it was gonna be my ladies, and my ladies will let me down. Um, maybe check out volleyball. <laughs> oh, this is bad. Anyway, moving on. Here we go. This is what you wanted to talk about. Right. Don yeah. Staley did uh, come back. Gino I... claimed that uh, this is not basketball anymore. Players getting beaten up, getting bruised. Don Staley was not having it. I don't know what sport Gino has been watching, but it has always been an incredibly physical game. Um, I mean, it's always been a physical game. It's always been that. I don't see, when I watch South Carolina, I don't see them play dirty. Do I think there's missed calls on all sides? Yes. But how are you complaining when you're at home? You know, like these are your refs. Like, it was what it was. I mean, look. And he called these ladies thugs. And I don't I don't get down with that at all whatsoever. Um, you know, Don made a statement that, you know, majority of her team is African-American. She's African-American. And then to call them thugs, um, I don't, I'm not the type to insinuate. So we'll just leave it at the statement that it was, um, but inappropriate on all levels. This is not Gino like Hammer, though. I'm trying to figure out who, who's the imposter, because this isn't Gino. He doesn't make comments. He's like always this. he's always been like he's always been like this. I'm not surprised. Um, he, going back to the rivalry between him and Pat, and then you know he obviously he has issues with Candace Parker. She won't ever play for Team USA ever again because of the time that she was there and Gino was the coach. So um, I'm not surprised to be honest. South Carolina, they just get it done. They and do. By the way, they was down 10 points. I was looking like, when was the last time South Carolina ever been down 10 points? Right. They were down 11 at um after, at the end of the first quarter. I was like, when was the last time y'all seen South Carolina down double digits in any game since Don State had been there? Right, yeah. And they overcame it. They did. There's something that I was like, yeah, I know we got to talk about this because I'm pretty sure it's making way. Now, another thing we want to talk about, getting back to Miss Kaden Clark. Right. Her last so she's game. tied for the most. Or no, she, she has the tied most. Knife triple double. Tied for second most because of my girl oh, okay. Sabrina. Sabrina Nesky was just a was just a triple double machine out in Eugene Orton. Good gracious. Right, yeah, she definitely was. Um not surprised by Caitlin doing this as well. Um I wanna see them follow it up with some deep tournament play. Like for me to feel like she got the most use out of her college years. I want to see Caitlin in the final four. 
Yeah, because they got knocked out. Was it the second round in the tournament last year? They did get knocked out in the second round. Is she draft eligible? I think she is. So I'm gonna have to look. Caitlin Clark, you, you still doing your thing? You know her and Leah Boston. Now you gotta add Miss uh, Angel uh, LSU in there for Play of the Year. Angel Reese. You gotta add her in there too. No, Caitlin's not coming out till next year. Oh Lord, you can't. I already got one more year with her. Oh no. One more year. Oh no, this. They, they got they got to maximize. Out. You know they got to maximize. We all know what Caitlyn is, um, and she holds the record for uh, something else. I can't remember. Um, so like she, we know who she is. Like, and you can only do so much. You know, we hear in the NBA all the time: get Lucas some help, get KD some help. You know, like all, we hear all this: get LeBron some help. We hear all this, and and this is one of those moments where. You know, the others, the rest of the ones surrounding Caitlin have either got to step up or they got to put somebody else in the position to step up because there's nothing else she can do. Her stats are ridiculous. You can't do it by yourself. Right. No, it's a team sport, you know. And then, you know, how I like to do on Shooter Lifestyle, I like to give my fans games to look forward to. Right. As you see, tomorrow's slate. For the women's. Speaking of Florida State, we have an in-state rivalry with the Miami Hurricanes down at Core Gables. Miami has not been the same team as they was last year, and because them girls were on fire last year. Right. But this is a rivalry. And this is something Florida State better not take lightly because them canes, they know how to beat Florida State. That's for sure. <laughs> it doesn't matter what sport it is. <laughs> no, no matter what sport, McCain's know how to beat Florida State. For sure. For sure. And then you have a top five matchup at Assembly Hall. Katie Clark, who we just talked about, got to take that talent against Indiana, who's ranked number two in the country. Right, this yeah. is a game. See, now, I have something to say, and this is going towards the ESPN. I want to know, what do y'all have scheduled mm. for ESPN at 6.30 on tomorrow? Because this is a top five matchup that's going to be on the Big Ten Network. I, want to, I need an explanation here. Right. You tell me you know, I have to find a Big Ten channel for me to watch a top five matchup. Makes no sense. I need to know what's going to be on, on ESPN around 6, 30, 7 o'clock. I need to know that. Right. All right. They could do ESPN, too. I think the ladies are fine with being on ESPN, too. You know, like, um, I mean, the, the UConn game this weekend. It was on Fox. It was on a you know prime slot right there at, at noon or well eleven where I'm at, but it was at noon, and they had over a million viewers. Like they they will come if you will show it, and this is a top five matchup. Like we all want to see it. Like everybody doesn't have the Big Ten Network. Matter of fact, people probably have the Big Ten. They don't even know what a Big Ten Network is at. They don't even know what channel it is. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. No, I mean, you're not going to get me to to disagree with that because, you know, even the next game, like, you see, 
9.30, ESPN. Top 20 matchup. Stanford at Arizona. Y'all can put that on ESPN, but you can't put a top five matchup on ESPN. Make it make sense. Agree. Um, But I will say that I'm excited for this matchup because even though they are, there's some space in between the rankings right there, the Pac-12 in women's basketball, in my opinion, has the toughest schedule. Um, I mean, you look at all the teams that are in the Pac-12 and, and, and start thinking women's basketball, and you think winners. So um, I'm excited. I, I need Stanford to get on their business, though. But you know what? If they lose a game or two and Haley falls to number three, I'm happy. <laughs> oh, because we know you love Haley. You want the wings to do anything. I love Haley Jones. <laughs> In that jersey. Anything. If now, we got to trade up to number just, two, do it. Just... <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, ESPN, I need the explanation here because um, uh, we're trying to put the spotlight on women. How can we do that if you have a top top five matchup that on a channel that nobody really knows about? Well, and tonight, you also got the Texas ladies playing tech in Austin. Ooh. Go Longhorns. Ooh, did you say robbery? I think you said robbery. I mean, kind of. We don't like tech, but we don't dislike them like we dislike OU. So it's it's kind of like UNC and NC State, like little brother type. You know, like, yeah, we don't like them, but we don't hate them hey. like that. But our coaches, our coaches, our coaches don't like each other. Um, the Texas, they've gotten into it. Well, then there you go. That is that is all I got for y'all today. I told you I was doing a special talking. Like this WNBA all season, like there's no choice. I love it. We spent a we spent a whole hour talking about women's basketball. I appreciate that. Um, hey, I got to talk. I got to talk headlines, you know, WNBA. Season isn't not until May, but I mean, good gracious. The moves that are being made is yeah, like, no, what? We have super teams in the WNBA. <laughs> we are living in a different era. Right. Yeah, no. Look, and viewership almost doubled last season. So, um, you know, they're, they're talking about it and – whether whether it's good press or bad press, they're talking about us. I'm and doing I love my them. part. Doing Appreciate it. it. No, much and love. Before I before we get out of here, I'm gonna let Mrs. Price do any final words. All right, guys. Well, um, like Darnell said, um, it is going to be an exciting season. We're gonna have a big draft, even though next year's draft is probably gonna be a little bit bigger. Um, this year's draft, there's still some major players that are going to be coming out. Um, you're going to have Aaliyah Boston. You're going to have Diamond Miller. You're going to have Haley Jones. Like the, the first 10 picks are still going to be great picks. So, um, you know, we're gearing up towards March Madness. We're going to have, um, you know, that going into the draft, which will be April 9th, I believe. It's the Monday after Easter. So that's when the WNBA draft is. And then before you know it, the season's going to be here. So, Pay attention to women's ball, man. Even if you don't have a team close to you, there's only 12 teams. Pick your favorite player and become a fan. Um, it's going to be easier than ever to be able to view games this season. And, uh, you know, give it a chance. That's that's what I have to say. A lot of people that sit there and comment negatively about it, you can always tell that they don't watch it. 
because if you sit down and watch it, it's very competitive. Just as exciting as the tournament was last year, um, for the first time ever in the history of the tournament, the ladies got to use the March Madness logo. So change is happening. It's just a little slow. It's going to take time. But just as exciting as the women's tournament was last year, it's like that every year in the WNBA. There's only 144 roster spots. So, you know, the competition is heavy. All right. And, you know, if you follow me last year when I did Hoops Talk, you know I covered both the men's and the women's March Madness. And I will definitely be doing that again with shooting lights up. Awesome. So y'all already I'm trying. I'm trying to be at the final four. It's in the men's final four is in Houston and the women's final four is in Dallas. So uh, I'm going to have to probably pick one to be at, but I will be at one of them. All right. That's that's Texas everything, ain't it? Just Texas everything. (laughs) Yeah, we love it. All right. That is the queen of who's Megan Price right there. Joining me for a special show for the ladies. The talk shooting lights out. So y'all already know how I roll. I tell the two hosts another but the truth, y'all. If y'all didn't catch my normal episode, is up on YouTube, is on the website. Speaking of those, I did go off on a new math in my flavor file. So a lot of people start a lot of people got a lot of love that part of it. Yeah, but other than that, I gotta give a shout out to the lady because I don't think I did one prayer file on my ladies yet. That pretty much tells me the ladies are doing a job because I haven't done a flavor problem. Definitely. But it doesn't mean you're at the hardwood yet because if y'all ain't living up to expectation, ladies, I will find you and I will do a flavor problem. (laughs) But that's Megan Price. I'm the playmaker out here in Florida. I will catch y'all.